Hello, hello. What is up, guys? My name is Mike, and you are listening to another episode of the Record High Podcast. All right, so first off, I just want to say we appreciate everyone listening to our show. Honestly, it's what drives us to continue making these episodes. So please, please, if you find any value or entertainment, please tell a friend, share the show to others, maybe drop a review for us, and don't forget to reach out and interact with us. We love hearing your guys' stories. So I believe that the most valuable currency you possess is the effect that you have on other people. And as you guys know, we here are all about improvement and positivity. So today, we are joined by a very important member of our team who's a prime example of those values. Aaron Johansson, for the last couple of years, has assisted in moving all of our companies forward as well as she's had a huge impact on our society and helping others become better people. She's also had a very interesting life story that has helped guide her towards creating a powerful organization she's going to tell us about today. We can all benefit when listening and being open to another's perspective. I hope you guys benefit from hearing Aaron's amazing story as much as I did. Enjoy the show. All right, so quick episode today. Oh yeah, um, but we I'm excited for it because so we have for those of you who don't know we have a uh, for the people listening not you guys but we have a, a, a weekly meeting and uh, every other week we have a bunch of leaders that come in leaders of the company co-owners whatever and there's one woman in our entire group and she's actually here with us today. Her name is Erin. Welcome, Erin. Thank First you, guys. Yep. Welcome, Erin. So Mitch is in a small group. This is like a big group of people. It's a big and, group and of people. And she's always, from the beginning, because she's been with us from the time that we started, and, and she's so far the only one that's made it so far. So yeah. it's she, she brings a completely different perspective. The reason why we wanted to invite her here today is because there's this podcast is very similar to kind of the meetings that we're having. It's mostly men, right? And so, um, but it's not just men that are listening to the podcast. There's a female, you know, a perspective. And I know we, I know we as like owners of the company, especially what she's going to be doing here going forward, value her opinion. I go to her all the time. I said, I need to translate this into a feminine approach, please. <laughs> I'm like, what are, what, what, what are females going to think? Like, I'm like, that's because we don't know. We have no idea. It's, it's naive to think that we do. And so I think it's cool where she's going to, you know, she can ask us some questions or maybe give us a little perspective to, you know what, to, you know what her thoughts and especially when it applies to business because she's around us all the time. So she sees what we're doing. Uh, maybe she can help us to kind of understand and how we can relate a little bit more. And especially she might have some cool things to add for maybe some of the female viewers that are listening that says, okay, that's really cool. But like, what happens if I like, don't want to like approach it like a man? Mm-hmm. Is there another way? Mm-hmm. It's like, what? No, just go head on, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, die or like be killed or whatever that thing is. And so it's, is, is there a different approach? So I'm, I'm excited to hear what Aaron has to share. And so, um, yeah. So, so, so maybe we'll throw you a little softball, Aaron, because I, I do, I'm curious to know, because um, I, I author some of those meetings. Um, and, and the approach that I take is probably more masculine than, than not. And so my, my first question to you is, is how is that received by you? Um, is there a difference? Um, do the, the analogies and the conversations that we have, the topics, are those motivating to you as a female? Do you think those translate to the other females that work at our companies? 
Um, maybe start off with that one. Um, okay, as far as the some of the analogies you guys use for sports, I can understand the whole team dynamic. I did play sports younger, but you guys are talking about football terms and certain basketball terms, and those just go completely over my head. I understand the, the gist of what you're trying to say because I'm an intelligent person, but... Am I the only one generally surprised that that doesn't relate? I'm not surprised. I, was, uh, <laughs> I have similar conversations oh my God, with I thought my there wife. were a few vulnerabilities. I thought that was our best part. I thought that related to all people. Wow, that's a good Yeah, I mean, I, I like there a little notepad here. Yeah, there are women that are made more into sports than I am, so they might be able to relate better to that. Oh, but those type of analogies... Yeah, they, they don't, maybe they don't resonate as much. With, Wait, so should, should should he give less sports analogies, or should we get you more involved in sports? Maybe both. <laughs> yeah, I can use one. Seems easier life. than the others. <laughs> yeah, it does. How much time Taylor, you got? What, what do you say, Nate? I can be great at sports. You can be great. I, I'm genuinely surprised that you're not playing one professionally right now. <laughs> That's funny. So real quick, um, I think maybe just do like a, we we all have said, you know, kind of a little bit of our past, but um, I honestly don't even know that much about you. So um, how did, what, what what were you doing before you got to uh, to uh, to our company? So for a lot of years, I was working at a completely different industry and more of the beauty type industry. I was there for seven years, um, worked my way up, I became a manager. And then at that point, that was the top of the ladder for me. I, there was no more growing, there was no more progressing. I got to that point, I'm like, okay, this must just be my life now. And I was kind of stuck there. Um, I had a, a uh, what would you call it, a personal dilemma that kind of threw things into the forefront. I was widowed at the age of 30. And at that point, it threw into perspective how up until that point, my life was about fulfilling somebody else's dreams. I was putting all my energy into my husband's goals, getting my husband through college and helping him get his career going. Whereas my career was a complete standstill. It was a complete supporting role in my own life. So when he passed, it became very obvious that I had done nothing to progress my own future because everything was on him. So then that was kind of an eye-opening point, um, changed careers, and then went to a company where I found that I was actually able to think about myself and I was able to grow and I didn't have to be in this mold that my whole life people had told me that I had to stay in. I was allowed to think about my own dreams and aspirations and to think bigger than people told me I was allowed to. Right. And so from there, that has broadened my horizon significantly and changed the way that I think about my own life and my own future. Um, but consequently, family or friends that have known me for this long, I'm still kind of fighting their expectations of how they talk to me, how they see me, what they think mm -hmm. um, my life should look like because they're expecting me to follow that previous mold that I was in, falling into the category of a wife and mother. Absolutely, and, and obviously that that goes to you as a as a wife and mother. Um, but I, I think everybody falls into that where once you start to change your mindset and, and change what you do and, and maybe go against the given norms, people around you that have known your entire life are, are confused and, and try to hold you back and, and put you back into that place. And so it sounds like you've experienced that and you continue to experience that in your life as well. So Aaron, I know that we've had a lot of conversations 
Um, and especially when we started talking about your career and what you wanted to do, because obviously whenever you get hired at our company, we're hiring you for a position, but that's not your career, right? So you were one of the first people that came on with us, right? Obviously we built the entire company around you. Um, that's why she can't be gone for too long, right? I'm like, you know, you can't leave for too long. Like we want to stay in business. Um, but it was always about what you wanted to do. And I know it was a little bit more difficult, right? It wasn't like just the standard thing. Uh, um, we had to take into considerations other, you know, what goals and aspirations and maybe wanting, you know, what different things in your life besides just money, right? Besides just making money and being powerful. Like there are different things that gave you fulfillment. Um, and some, the, the part of this podcast that we're looking for is we're looking to be able to to give somebody another option besides what they're already doing, right? So the the mold that you're in, what you've been destined to do, that's not your only option, right? And so we're trying to break people out of the mold um, from a female's perspective or from as any perspective that you'd like. Um, what is it? What is it that helped you to break that mold? Like, how did you get from you know what, the position that we hired you to really understanding where you can fit in, and 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 what were some things that you had to do in order to get ready for that next step? Because we are you are entering a different type of a different part of your life here coming soon right so eventually we should hear from you know as soon as we get all the paperwork back but it's taking forever that you're entering to the to the next step so how did you go from you know having a dead-end career and supporting someone else then all of a sudden you have to think of yourself but then not only think of yourself in your next career how do you go to like business owner partner type of it from just employee what what were things that you had to do so I think there was a lot of self-evaluation again because the whole life somebody's telling you you're going to be kind of in a supporting role that mentally that was a huge shift that I had to make um with constant um help and pushing a little help little push. sometimes on a daily basis help, push. of actually assessing what I wanted it was difficult for me to make that leap from this will this will just be good this will be fine to what do I want what dreams do I want and so I think it was a matter of you all helping me change that perspective and actually stop thinking of it as being a selfish endeavor, which is normally how, and again, I don't want to speak for all women, but how I was kind of raised that if, you know, I want to excel, that's going to be at the consequence of somebody else or something else in my life that's very important. So I think it was a matter of self-reflecting and realizing that as a woman, I'm capable of doing both, that it's not me being selfish. If anything, it can make me a stronger individual. It can make me a better wife, a better mom to actually achieve the things that I want to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. What were some things that you had to do? Like what were like, what were some things that you had to change? So on a daily basis, mm -hmm. you were doing things that probably exactly the same for a long time, mm -hmm. like a good period of time. And the more you get to know you, that's really your comfortability level, right? You like to be, you like to do the things that you know, keep it the same, mm -hmm. like doing something different. It just didn't, that, that just wasn't on the list, right? Actually made you a little uncomfortable. What, what did you have to, what were some things that you did daily to change that, to get you like, um, the only kind of thing I could think of is the, how to break out of orbit around the earth. You have to go a certain speed and you have to, you know, you have to kind of break that gravity pull, right? So I assume that you're feeling a lot of gravity pull back to where you were. So you had to, you had to do certain things to get out of the orbit that you have been in your entire life. What were some things that you did daily or, or some, or a main thing that you had to do that the listeners could say, well, I, I want some practical things that I can apply, right? So you know what? Sports analogies aren't doing it. Not surprised that Taylor's was the one that she picked, right? So uh, third place, already established. Okay, I don't want to throw First and the second, up for grabs, right? This is like beauty contest. Sorry. Third 
um, but so what are some things that they could do? Like what were like the main things? If you look back on the last couple of years that really started to launch you out of the orbit, so you said, okay, I deserve this. What are some practical things they can do? I started reading a lot of books in my spare time. So there were a lot of self-help books. There were a lot of business type books that I would never have read in the past that now have become a daily part of my life and a goal um, to continue reading those. Another thing was doing a plan or a goal for my life that was completely about me. Again, this is something that was new for me after losing my husband that from then on to the near future, it was my goals. And so it was a matter of writing things down that I knew that I was good at, that I knew I could achieve, that, and then goals in the six month, year month future that now were self-driven. And so I felt like that was kind of that breaking point that I knew that those goals were my own. There were nobody else was gonna achieve those things in my life. I had to do it for myself or they weren't gonna get done. Because mm-hmm. okay. I wasn't relying on another person anymore. Perfect. When it comes to books, what books would you recommend? Like, which ones did you find the most helpful, right? These are like, hey, these spoke to me, I would start with this. Because we might, like Taylor only reads sports books all day, right? So obviously that's where his analogies come from. So he just reads sports books all day. But in case they don't relate to the sports book, what would be some books that you would suggest that helped that helped to really start pointing you in the right direction that spoke more to you? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, man. <laughs> what podcast number was that? That's one of them. That was the... Yeah, all right, okay. The most recent one. didn't come out of my mouth. So okay. we still get a gold star because that was what you guys talked about. We did <laughs> talk about... We do take a Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? So, you know, work for, work for value, not for money, right? Right. And the reason I think that that one is a good book to start with is it's a... It's a I view that as an easier read. It reads more like a book. It's less... How would you call it? It's less like do this, do that, do this, do right, that. It's more right. of a story. And there's, yeah, there's more of a story, but there's also a lot of visuals, which communicated better to me to have pictures or graphs of what he was trying to communicate helped me understand those concepts better. Right. And also, too, I will say this after reading Rich Dad Poor Dad, not throw my parents on the bus, I was wondering why as a girl were they not teaching me these things growing up because mm-hmm. they were doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. They just never mm-hmm. taught me. <laughs> I had very Your similar parents, feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> doing that. Yeah, doing all that. <laughs> I was a man and they weren't teaching me this. I'm right? like, what, your parents were teaching the males? I'm like, yeah. nobody got it at my house, nope. right? Nope. So, so you're saying that your parents taught you that stuff, those principles that were in Rich Dad Poor Dad, or you're saying that they taught them to your brothers? Or what, what did you just say that? I just want to... So my parents were doing pretty much everything in the book but not teaching me, they were just doing it. And now- uh, Like of the rich dad or of the poor dad? Of the rich dad. Of the rich dad. And then dad. now reading it, I'm going, why were you not going, Aaron, this is what I am doing. You should do this and look what you can have and look what you can achieve. But that mm. was never interesting. communicated. Yeah, interesting. Mm. So, so you grew up, I know, I know some of your family story. You grew up with two brothers mm-hmm. and you're the youngest. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think that your parents were maybe teaching your brothers those principles and not you? Or is it just, hey, they're not teaching their kids any of those principles? Don't worry, they're not listening to this podcast. I feel like this is a trick question. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> should be honest. You know, this is I mean, honestly, I feel like mm-hmm. they had more of those discussions with with my brothers growing up than with me. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, to throw them a bone, when I got married and again, I was in that more supporting role, there wouldn't have been a need to explain those things to me as that wasn't the path my life was going. But now it's just interesting looking back, I'm thinking, 
would my life have been different? Maybe if I pursued different endeavors because of what they had taught me. Mm-hmm. So I know you talked about, you know what, getting people to change like their perspective of you, which which me and you talked about as well. The first time that I met you and then going through there, I had I had gotten the backstory, especially because it was really close to the time um, that, that, that your husband passed away, where I had more of a, okay, she's, you know what, she's widowed, you know, more vulnerable, you really have to be more sensitive about it. So I had that kind of perspective in there and then I met you and then I'm like, wait, like, wait, this is, she's completely different, right? I'm like, she's exactly, she's, she's unbelievably careful, but she has a, an amazing amount of potential, right? I'm like, if you look at it with that side or with those like glasses, that's all you're going to see. But as soon as you, as soon as you remove that, like that's not a point of your life, you take out the female portion, you take out what happened to her and then have that, I mean, you had more more actual talents and capabilities than most people I'll meet, right? Which became very obvious because we developed talent, right? Yours was easier said than done. But most people couldn't see that. They had those shades. Um, as you started to pursue more of an independent career and started to talk different, re- started reading the same books as them, started talking the same way with them, have you seen any difference in more supportive as you started to, like once, like I know it's hard for a cold turkey for people just to accept the fact that you want to be different, but as you started to really implement the strategies did you feel have they come to you know what start approaching you different and talking to you different you feel like you're not no longer defined about what happened to you but what you decided to do after that have you felt like that's been happening yeah I felt it did take a couple of times reminding there was a couple conversations I had with my parents and I said that's not the direction that my life is going anymore which was maybe hard for them to hear um, but now I do feel the conversations that I'm having with my family, talking more about investments and the future and wanting to have a portfolio for retirement, things like that. I can have it's a different a different level of conversation that I'm having, especially with my family. You know, they're very successful and they I, I, I look up to them in those ways. So having those type of conversations is a very different experience than, let's say, 10 years ago, the type of conversations that mm-hmm. we have with them. Well, family is a really true thing. Like that even happens to me. I'm just, I'm just more able to, like, I don't care what my parents think. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like my, my mom still thinks that I, 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 she probably still thinks I work for the company. Right. I'm like, if you were to ask my mom, like I'll drive up and I'm like, I'll have everything that she's never had before. And like, she still talks about, Oh, what's well, cool. You work with Nathan. <laughs> and I'm like, he's like one of my 40 employees. Right. I'm like, oh. do you bag the groceries? I'm like, there's, like, the- there's like three managers in between that guy. Right. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I, I don't even know the names of everybody. Right. I'm like, so, but she still thinks that yeah, I can't break that perspective i could imagine that would be more difficult on the female side of it on changing that perspective right and like because you probably care more about what your parents think about you than i do right like my parents hit a certain level and i said goodbye mm-hmm. right and i'm like i just take it like I'll, I'll let them talk but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna engulf any of that right because they they stopped developing a long time ago because i think that would be the fear that, that you start doing this and they're not accepted and they don't have the strength in order to redefine that. So what would you what would you give as advice for the people that need to redefine, not maybe just with um, with parents, but maybe with husbands, mm-hmm. maybe with brothers and things like that that might say, whoa, 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 whoa. Like you can't 
this isn't you, right? You're just, just get remarried, right? Again, like, let's just restart. Let's just restart. Gra- grab the seed, right? We got a good another 20 years, right? I'm like, okay, yeah, the 10, right? But so what would you suggest to them? How's they start? Because there are probably some women out there that have husbands that maybe are not motivated. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the husbands are saying, hey, this is, and they're starting to feel like they have more to offer. How, how could, what could be some things that they could do to help redefine that, that, that they don't want maybe they're feeling as if they don't want to there's some guilt I see I felt zero guilt right I'm like nobody's getting away with my success I got really lucky that I married my wife and she's super supportive we've never had to have that conversation one time whenever I hear a man that says their wife doesn't support 100% of what they do like like think like as you were saying what you did I'm like I'm confused I'm like I'm like what the heck I'm like I'm like I'm like I'm like we're we're rocking right I'm like I'm like I want to be retired here before I'm 40 right I mean we got things to do right I can't have a conversation with you about this i'm like and so so say it's exactly opposite maybe she's thinking that she wants to be successful maybe she thinks she has more to offer than just a supportive role how what's some things that they can do in order to 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 break that boundaries and and what would you say to your past self if you were their age and maybe this probably happens a lot of times in the 20s and maybe early 30s as they go through there and it starts to realize that whoa like my my main investment isn't going to it's like that's that's that this this plant it's going to be this big right i'm like i think so what would you say to them well and i do think that you hit it on the head with the with guilt i feel that women a lot of times don't pursue that if they're in a relationship because they do feel like it'll take away from their spouse but i think the number one thing for them to realize is that having a job or pursuing a career or future that will help them better themselves in no way will take away from any aspects of their life but i do think that they need to take time to assess, reevaluate their life, think about what they're doing on a daily basis or what they could contribute. And then going forward, need to have the confidence that if those conversations arise with the spouse, that they'll have the confidence to say, no, this is what I want to do. Um, and to not feel guilty about pursuing something for yourself. I, I think women get that a lot. And I think that that's harder to break out of than maybe guys understand because that's not inherent nature. Like they don't raise maybe they do now but when I was raised they didn't raise you to be like be a career person but that first that was not ever in the forefront of their mind but I think first and foremost they need to have the confidence to move forward so if it's looking at those goals every single day and again having the confidence to know that going forward you can really better your your own life as well as your family family's life yeah I actually just had a conversation with somebody who I know um they were going through a, a relationship problem so it was her and her husband and they were going through relationship issues and they were and and his his career path was he was gone for half the year so like it was a tough relationship to begin with Mm -hmm. um but she she had admitted that in her first two children she focused too much on him throughout their relationship so she thinks that the kids suffer um and i hear it the other way around i hear it like they you know some women are like oh i put everything into our relationship and ignore the kids or vice versa um, what would you say? How do you balance? Because I know you just got married. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you balance work and life responsibilities? Because I think it's a little different for women as it is for men. It is different. And I think because women are expected to do it all. So say you do have a family. If a woman is working full time, she's expected to work full time, then come home, then take care of the kids, then possibly also cook dinner. I know a lot of women that work just as many hours as their husbands, but they're still cleaning the house and they're still doing laundry and they're still taking care of the kids. So it's that, it's that whole balance where then they don't really get any time to themselves and how do you grow and how do you develop as a person 
when your entire life is wrapped up in other people's issues, you mm-hmm. can't grow and you can't excel. So for them, that's very difficult to get out of. I, I know it is possible. My mom worked, granted it was part-time, all growing up, but that was important for her to maintain a sense of self. Um, she wanted to make sure that she could have conversations outside of just her children, and she made that a priority. And going into the relationship, and maybe this is where it differs, is that wasn't something that she just thought of midway through the relationship. Mm-hmm. She went in telling my dad that she wanted to maintain her independence and still continue to work. She didn't want to feel like everything in life was guided by my father. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that has a lot to do with oh, yeah. it too. That's hard. If you're, for women, it's hard if you get into a relationship and there's a certain status quo or certain um, roles that both parties go into it expecting. And if one of them changes their mind, that's difficult. Mm-hmm. So how do they are, so say if they didn't set the expectation, right? Because when you when you started your, your, your next marriage, right? You're probably you a little bit more clear with this one than, yes. than the last one. Yes. I didn't have that, yeah. right? And then so you have the option and that this is what I am and it works out great and so far it's it's working out fantastic, yeah. right? I'm like it, it's it's hard to remember times before, right? Because it's just working great and it's designed to grow and be supportive and take it to the next level. So what's what's how would you suggest say if they didn't set it up from the beginning or they, they aren't going out there and looking so they're in a relationship, they have marriage, whether it's parents and husband, different things like that like what what would be and again this could be an educated guess more of it but what would be the what would be the one thing that or two things that you'd say you know what either sit them down or go from there like how how do they how do they break the mold going forward at this point i think that they would have to have a very analytical discussion as to how they can still accomplish both because I think going into it, they're not going to go in and then all of a sudden they're not going to watch the children. Say the husband already has a job. That's yeah. probably not feasible. So then they're going to have to come up with a game plan as far as to, I can still work. This is what's going to happen with the kids. I'm going to provide this much income in order to support me leaving the house for X amount of time if we have to get childcare. But I do think it would have to be more analytical in nature in order to get through. Because I can't imagine a guy's shoes if you have a stay-at-home wife and all of a sudden they're... Oh, all of a sudden, nope. she's like, oh, hey, yeah, uh, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, that would be very difficult. <laughs> I'll be like, wait. But I, I think it's very important, though, to be like, just to be upfront and honest about it. Like, wouldn't you hear your wife out even more if she just was like, hey, well, we, you know, I know I would relate. So if I would relate where. So I relate more logical. My wife's very much more emotional and we balance each other out by by hurricane winds gliding, right? right? That's what it <laughs> yeah. is, right? So like, hey, I'll do the money, you do the family, right? And we'll meet up. We, we balance each other because we're very polar opposites, but we've worked, right? And we've always we've always felt drawn to each other. It's, it's, it's a fantastic relationship. Um, so I know if she were to come and she would want to change what I've got in my mind. Right. Now, now, it's funny because I, I can feel even by listening that there'd probably be unsuccessful men that would have a hard time grasping that, right? I'm like even more, but so what you're saying is, and, and kind of I'm on the same page where they need to go and have the game plan, right? Don't go at an emotional, don't say that, have the game plan and tell them about how it's gonna balance out, right? Okay, so yeah, you I might not be able to watch the kids all day, but I'll earn this amount and then you know what, we'll either have a babysitter or, or daycare and nanny for the period of time, right? And then uh, until I get to the next step, and I think something that's important 
where we've spent a lot of time talking that I want the main thing that I uh, that that inspires me is and we've had this conversation a lot I'm like anybody can start a business and put 18 hours into it and do that. Well, not anybody, but like that's where most businesses or what we're finding is people can't even do that, right? I'm like, they say they'll work really hard when they're self-employed and they work less hard. Um, <laughs> but so there's a very distinct way you design businesses, but it's usually designed more around the kind of the male influence, right? But it's not watching kids, et cetera, like that. Um, where we, we got to do something fun and exciting about when we were going into designing your future and your future business, et cetera, like that, and how we can influence and be a part of your next chapter, not you part of our chapter, it's your next chapter that we took into account where you can design a business maybe around being a mother and maybe being around being more of the feminine uh, influence and maybe not even a completely consuming business. You just have to go into it with the right way. Uh, and that wasn't easy. We right. didn't come up with that. And so that, um, is there anything you'd like to share with us? Kind of what, what you were able to see and how you went through that perspective and decide what you were going to do with like kind of the next step? Yeah. So I feel with that, again, it was a matter of finding something that I could occupy some of my time to being a wife and a mother. Part of that is a supportive husband who wouldn't mind helping and fitting in the time. Check. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to, if you don't have one of those, bye bye. Yeah, I guess it's anything like the supportive wife. If you don't have that, I don't really know what to help you with. Um, but. <laughs> I say that same prayer as my bye bye. <laughs> Tie one of those hands. But I do think it was giving women maybe more credit, thinking that. We are phenomenal multitaskers. Part of the reason we're good at being moms is because we can multitask. And I think that falls the same thing in the workplace. I could be a mom and still be able to devote most of my day to a career, finding that balance where I was just doing a 10-year plan and I talked about, okay, if I was going to give the majority of my day and make it easy to have children, that would probably be in the evenings. You know, I could watch watch the child then as my supportive husband again supportive yep, husband, supportive, husband. Um, <laughs> <laughs> supportive spouse important if you don't have yeah. one of those yes. it's okay yeah. it's okay but. Um, and then in the evening time I would be able to to be able to help others and do what I needed to do and accomplish again being very efficient at in that time that I can give as much as a lot of people can probably accomplish during their day without with, knowing that I because I have limited hours those need to be the most efficient given 100% towards that project as I can because I don't have a full day. But going into the project, knowing that, going into starting something, knowing, okay, these hours, this is my 100% go time, this is no interruption, this is me being 100% focused to make sure that I am giving this as much time as I feasibly can because I mm -hmm. don't have a full 12 hours to devote. To me, that, that makes it manageable. To me, that makes it seem easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think people put enough time into really deciding what you're going to do, right? They feel like they're in this niche. I can only do this, and they only think about that. And I think something that was fun when we were really deciding what we were going to do for your future is 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 the sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. Like, say if we don't have any restrictions, right? And we started from designing, and that you can design a business, you can be self-employed, you can design a career around you, not just the niche that you think you have to do, right? Like, think outside the box. Start with, these are the hours that I've got, this is what I could do, and this is what I would be motivated and I can apply to with that would give me satisfaction. Now, what are the kind of things that I can do in order to make that happen? And, and we backed up 
up into it, which gave us a lot of success on there. Um, but that's an interesting perspective. I think most people would say, well, I have to do this. I have to do this. And they'd start changing a crazy amount. But you said, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'm going to keep a certain resemblance because this is important to me, but I can still take it to that next level. Um, and so what is, I think a question that I had, how did you, how did your mentality change when you go from employee to being self-employed? It was scary at first. What was scary about it? <laughs> because that's what I—that's the only thing I've known. Mm-hmm. Going off into this new adventure and starting to be self-employed, that's very scary. That's a huge change. You already said earlier, I like to do what I know. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know how to do this. So I'm relying on supportive people around me to help guide me in this process. And that was probably the scariest thing. Well, it's because we all go from the... Hey, you wake up at this time, you go to school at this yep. time, you leave, you go to lunch at this time and you leave. And then same thing happens when you, you know, you get your first retail job or, you know, bank job or whatever it is. And then you go from that, from, from that to having to create your own schedule, having to be motivated to do it, you know, whatever it is that you know you need to do. But I think a lot of it comes down to being passionate about whatever it is that you're, you know, trying to do with the rest mm-hmm. of your life. Well, I think knowing that with what we're trying to do, I'm going to get some other sort of fulfillment out of it. That's key too, knowing that not only am I working, not only am I supporting my family, not only am I growing and utilizing the skills that I have, but then I'm also helping other people. I'm also changing their lives. So it's not it's not all about me. That's been a huge thing too. It's not just me going out there trying to make money, it's me, who can I help and, and what lives can I change? And then I think, again, if we're tying that back to being a mom, how much better am I going to be as as a mom and a wife, when I'm feeling happy in what I do on my own, mm-hmm, I don't. Absolutely. I don't need anybody else to help fill that for me. It's coming because it's something that I'm earned and that I've earned and that I'm doing. I feel like that hurts a lot of relationships too, yeah. because like you're passionate about you know doing whatever it is that you're going to do with your career, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of women who are in that same position but yet they're stuck at home or like stuck taking care of their family that can hurt their relationship at home and then they just think that they're just not meant to be with that person. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it, it, it would probably be an even better relationship if they you know, took that leap and started taking care of that career or figuring out whatever it is that they're passionate about, like helping others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think you're putting all of, your, all of your emotions, all your hopes into somebody else. And then if you're not fulfilled, then you're blaming the person, but really your own happiness is derived from you. You mm-hmm. can't get happiness from other people. Right. So. I'm very comfortable with that perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I have nobody to blame but myself. So the so right now is as as we're finishing up here, they've heard some great things. So what we what we know is that we say these things, right? We come out, we got a fantastic perspective. You're moving on with your career. You've you have done what you said you were gonna do. And it's been two years. It took you two years, had that, you've grown significantly. I if anybody were to meet you now, they would never confuse you for who you are, right? Like they would define every, 10 out of 10 people that had a conversation of more than two minutes with you would define you in the same way. We'd all walk away and we'd say, Awesome. At least if you have a good right. judge of character, like, anyways. Like she, she's driven. She knows what she wants, how she wants, right? I'm like, they just wouldn't confuse you. Um, so most women are that 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 might not be in the same place that they're about to launch their career. What would you say to your past self, like today? Like if you were to pick two things, like just as soon as you turn this off, this is what I need you to go do. And you need to do this every day um, or, or give them just a couple things that they can just start doing immediately. It doesn't guarantee that it's going to happen, but like you couldn't have got here without these two things. What are, what, are some, what are some things that they can just take away right now and do? So they need to shift their mentality is number one. 
I would say to any any female listening to this that they need to get rid of the guilt, stop feeling bad about wanting to pursue something for yourself. You're only going to be a better person if you go forward and change your life. The second thing I would say, looking back at my past self, I mean, I just feel like that's wasted time. For all of the potential and all of the, the talents that I have, it was just wasted. I look back at that, you know, at those years and I think, what did I accomplish? And I have zero to show for it. So for these women who are afraid to get going or afraid to change, trust me, it's worth it to just try instead of looking back, feeling like you had 10 years where you did nothing and I have nothing to show for it. So if that doesn't scare them. That would scare me. That would scare me. That would scare me. me. That's a long time for nothing, right? Yeah. So I think, again, that that mentality shift, but then also thinking of of the possibilities. Women, especially, we have a tendency to to cap our own dreams and to think, that's unrealistic. I can't get there. But again, take it from my example, you can. It's just a matter of going a little bit outside of that comfort zone at first and then applying yourself in a different way. Um, I would say they need to create that set of goal lists of of talents that they have, of abilities, things that they maybe don't recognize because they're inside the home. I think it's harder mm-hmm. if you're not in a professional environment to maybe realize some of the things that you're good at. So maybe start doing stuff outside of the home to broaden your perspective and to realize what talents you might have and then think of ways you can apply them. And these are independent of your spouse's talents. So there might even be working women, but they're focusing on their husband's career. They, they same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Don't take his into account. What is yours? What do you have? You can do the, exactly the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, one, one thing that I'd love to hear you say is the fact that you, you, you are happy when you are helping others or like changing everyone else's lives. Mm-hmm. And so I, I have heard a lot of hype about what it is that you're going to be doing. I don't know if you want to share it with everybody. Am I, am I allowed to share it? I would do it. Okay. Share it. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. All these podcasts, podcast listeners are wondering. They're, They're probably wondering. Ask, what do? <laughs> I'm wondering. Yeah. He just built up the anticipation. This was That was purposeful. Huh. Tune in next time. We'll tell you about <laughs> Tune in next time. <laughs> okay, so we are starting a nonprofit called Open Hearts. It came out of a lot of, I would say, thought and oh, yeah. talk. And, um, but we're using my personal experience as a widow, as, uh, as well as a lot of the personal experiences of the gentleman with me here, to think about who is the most vulnerable in our society. And that's going to be women and children. So given my experience with widows, but there's this huge network of women who have lost spouses. And, and like me, we're looking for a change, looking for a different direction. And so Woven Hearts, we, we want to kind of bring these communities together, the widows, the, the you know, women with impoverished children, come together, see how we can help one another. We want to take women who feel like me, that they have no course, no direction, assess what they'd be good at, give them options, an opportunity that they wouldn't have, give them an education, help them find a career so that the cycle stops with them, that they are able to get out of whatever life that they're currently in and have hope for the future, have hope for their children that their children can see them exit the situation and have a better life. That's awesome. Absolutely. That's and I, I couldn't be more excited for it just in the change. And it's not easy. This didn't come like this was, you know what, this was a, a long journey and the confidence that it built and then being able you being able to go back and then help people do the exactly the same path as you. And you can look this up at wovenhearts.org. Um, we'll put just, a link in everything. Make sure yeah, make it easy for everyone bit. to access. And then we're always we're always looking, especially here for anybody that wants to be a part of it and looking, you know what, to you know what to help in any way. And if you feel like you have 
have something to add that's helped you take it to the next level as a woman and you know what in a in a, in a female environment that helped you succeed we'd love to hear about it feel free to uh, message us if any success stories if you want to be a part of that you said hey you know what i listen to Erin. she inspires me i'd love to be around her right learn from her we're always looking for volunteers to help and in different situations it's going to be more of a unique experience than a regular nonprofit where obviously obviously donations are welcome but but in this case we're looking for people to help and, and to be influencers that 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 can be a part of these women's lives to take them to the next step and I know that's that that gives us a lot of fulfillment to you know what not just change the person but change generations that's what we're looking for and the person that's going to be most impactful in these situations is is the woman and the female so we just want to give that support so we've been gonna, really yeah, lucky and very supportive be very supportive in what we do we want to be able to pass that on and um, there's no better person than Aaron to take on this 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 torch in order to make sure that we can spread that to as many people as possible so we're genuinely excited um, so feel free to look it up message us be a part of it we'll make sure you get in contact with Aaron we'll probably bring her on here going forward you know every once in a while as well to you know I'll, share I'll that some sports analogies. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she'll show it down to Taylor right <laughs> you can't attend my meeting unless you pass this sports test right and so um, no we couldn't we couldn't be more excited thank you so much Aaron for joining yeah, us you. hopefully yes. everybody's you know what gotten some great value from this um, I, I've i learned I mean I felt like I was attending the podcast I'm like my gosh right I'm well, gonna be re-listening well to yeah this. you set the bar high for our guests so our next guest is gonna be uh, hard to top that one yeah, as, this as is definitely first gonna guest. be our best one right here I'm like gosh dang the next guest it's like so bummer uh, Aaron was on before you you're kind of like the you're kind of like the bye week right give people a little break from like the, the actually good stuff, right? And then we'll go in with another one. So thank you, Aaron. Yeah, thank appreciate you so much. You had a great time. And, you know, I appreciate everybody listening. And Mike, you got anything else? No, I mean, so just like always, um, I think, you know, we're, this is going to be huge. I think if anything more uh, than anything, the people who listen to this podcast may know somebody who can reach out to you and might benefit yeah. from that. So yeah. uh, definitely do that. And uh, for all of those who are listening, who don't know already, we are only, you know, we're uh, organic reach on this podcast. If you took value, tell someone, send them a text. If, if you see someone on the streets, and I've had more of a habit of doing this, is telling people if they're, if they're down the dumps, like just listen to the podcast because it helps. I mean, I go back and listen to it. I listen to other things. But if you, you, know, if, if you know anyone who could benefit, make sure you let them know. Absolutely. Awesome. Until next time. See you guys. Thank you very much.